Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bonsai Popcast. Over a month of pop casting for you and your ears. I am your host, Mike. And I'm Tyler. The other host. And we're here today to talk about things, uh, including anime, video games, and some YouTube stuff, which will be nice and interesting. Because, Tyler, nothing is fucking going on right now, Tyler. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, I'm catching up on anime. I'm I'm playing. I'm replaying games. Like, I'm I'm doing nothing, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about replaying. Uh, yeah. Well, not replaying, but continuing Yakuza because I still have one and a half games left that I haven't played. But it's like I get really uh, I get really OCD about games like that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things to do i mean there's like a never-ending amount of things to do how much time you get out of a yakuza game is completely dependent upon how much time you put it like you could just play i, it I was gonna say are you gonna ever. tell me that the amount of time i get out of a yakuza game is the amount of time that i put into it because logically yeah. that makes sense to me yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah it's like it, there's just so much shit to do so i have tried to play multiple yakuza games in a row and uh i always get burnout like halfway through the uh the second one so you got to give it some time yeah yeah you really do because it's like you gotta let it percolate yeah it's like it would be like playing multiple grand theft auto games in a row but having like more to do than grand theft auto gives you to do Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird and i don't know it, like it, the comparison between grand theft auto and yakuza is like uh it, it's like not really a thing like they're not similar games at all but okay they kind of are i don't it, it's, I, I, it's no, I get what you mean it's like yeah. you know not all open world games are the same that doesn't mean there aren't similarities to how you might play them right exactly like in grand theft auto you can do anything you know you can kill anybody at any time just fucking around hookers and blow but, man yeah, but in, in Yakuza, it's not like that at all. And I think that's probably because it's a very Japanese game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, most of them aren't even localized. You just play them in Japanese. Uh, and, you know, nobody go around Japan just killing people with Uzis. Because <laughs> like, you can't get an Uzi. In yeah, exactly. Japan. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, we, um, guys, we, we, we tried for you. We went on Twitter today to see what the fuck oh, is we trending. Looked. And by we, I mean Mike. Yeah. And the only thing that's trending is more depressing shit. Like, uh, you know, we're about to get hit by some massive fucking hurricanes, which, hooray. Yeah. I, I heard that, uh, we might get hit by a fucking asteroid right before the election. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> What is yeah, this we might about? get hit by an asteroid right before the presidential election this year. Oh my god! I... Twenty twenty, ladies and gentlemen. Why didn't you bring up this article? Where Where is this shit? Who said I that? just I just remembered it. I didn't even uh, think about it until just now. So, what is this asteroid, and how bad is the uh, impact supposed to be? I, you know, I I don't know, but I bet we could look it up. Asteroids are terrifying. Um, really, depending on. It, Asteroid f- election day is the second uh, search. An okay. asteroid will pass extreme, extremely close to the Earth before uh, the election. That's on CBS News. Popular mechanics about the asteroid that will destroy the Earth right before election day. That seems a little uh, 
a little on the nose. Let's get some let's get some like National Geographic in here to tell yeah, us yeah, about yeah. this. An asteroid is due to pass extremely close to Earth just ahead of Election Day. Election Day is underlined, so you know it's important. Okay. In November. But there's no reason to worry. NASA says the space rock poses no risk to our planet. <laughs> well, well, that's that's good, upsetting. I guess. <laughs> No, no, no. We don't we don't want we don't want asteroids. Asteroids are bad because depending on how big they are, like even if it's not big enough to destroy the planet, uh it could make all of our volcanoes pop like pimples. Mm. And that is fucking bad. Especially yeah, that does sound bad. seeing as like literally for all of the nuclear warheads and terrible things that we have that we hide in existential horror from like the fucking Yellowstone National Park is by far the most terrifying thing in the entire world. Like That's hilarious. I've been to Yellowstone, you know. Yeah. Dude, when that yeah. thing blows, it's over, man. Like, it is over. We're talking something like millions of nukes worth of destructive power. Yeah, whatever. Just boom. We'll be fine. No, we We're won't. Dead. We'll all we'll die. We'll probably be dead. <laughs> the well, America, the entire continent of North America, gone. Everything else, uh, shockwaves, tsunamis, like, <laughs> we're talking, Dude, it, like... it's just, it's just the world saying that it wants to reset and start the game over. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have been actively trying to figure out how to, um, basically, like, kind of depressurize Yellowstone. Well, let's just put a cork in it. You know? That's the opposite of deep. I know. I know. <laughs> but the other thing is like how much poisonous gas is under there. You know, like I don't know. It's it's <sighs> the whole thing is crazy. I Dude, mean, this is all going to tie into our uh, our video on uh, Japan sinks this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, how do you depressurize a volcano without releasing like carbon monoxide? you know at the very at the very best the carbon monoxide like do you make a funnel into space that's and the then exactly if you do, what i was going to recommend actually i was yeah, going to say well, you put a straw in it that goes to space well that's what i'm saying but right depending on how much shit leaks out of that right mm -hmm. like what if it just creates a fucking asteroid that falls <laughs> <laughs> and fucking blows up the world anyway you know well, uh, you know like you, you got to do it a little bit at a time right like you, you let out uh you know a, a million whatever's gaseous states of of gas and then you stop and give it a chance to dissipate maybe, maybe mm -hmm. put a giant fan up there in space where there's no air and there's blow no it away <laughs> you <can't>. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to like put it in a balloon or something yeah. you know a giant yeah, but that's we, but the we thing just about, fill nasa's new hot air balloon spaceship the thing though about fucking you can't get a hot air balloon into space dude it'll stop in the stratosphere right no no no, no, no. nasa's got it dude or it'll freeze it, at the very least no no nasa's got it it'll Man, be great the, the sky is weird but that's the other thing about volcanoes is like volcanoes just don't like erupt nicely you know what I mean? It's not like, all right, everything comes <laughs> out of the like top. It's like a British volcano. It's like very polite. <laughs> British it's like, oh, oh I'll, I'll get to it. But after the tea and crumpets. Dude, British people are not polite. British people are rude as fuck. Sorry, Brits. You know it. Yeah, you know yeah it you're just right. Sorry. Canadian volcanoes. Does Canada have any volcanoes? Um, I don't know. I don't know dick about the geography of Canada other than it gets colder the farther you go up. <laughs> that, I mean, I think that's just the truth anywhere yeah. above the equator <laughs> yeah yeah well 
Not really, because uh, England and Japan are pretty warm. Uh, Japan's like right next to Siberia, dude. Wait, wait, wait hold on. <laughs> There's a volcano in Canada called Mount Meager. Mount Meager? <laughs> Mount Meager. They're like, maybe if we just it's call it a... One. Why is it called Mount Meager? <laughs> maybe if we give it a tiny name, right, it'll... <laughs> It'll think that it's a tiny volcano and won't blow up our great country of Canada, eh? Oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds great, Gary. They'll never... It'll never know. <laughs> and once a year, we go up and give it a donut, eh? Yeah. <laughs> give it some pancakes, some flapjacks, you know? Pour some tell maple about, syrup in it. Tell it about the, the hosers down at the bar. But yeah, uh, so... Canada's got volcanoes. There's volcanoes everywhere. I mean, you got a volcano like fucking not oh, that yeah, far dude. from you Mount at all. Mount St. Helen. Yeah, but volcanoes don't, they don't just like pop off the top, you know, and it's like, ah, we're shooting up in the air. Like they blow off sides of their mountains and shoot them well, like it, it perpendicular. on the volcano, dude. There's different types of volcanoes. Mm-hmm. There, there's different types of volcanoes. They're not all the same. Yeah. Like some of some of them spew out the top. Some of them just like like lava set down the sides. Like it depends on the volcano. Well, it depends on the eruption, is what it is. Like it depends on if it's like a fucking violent ass eruption or not. Right, but I think the eruption depends on how the volcano was formed. That I know nothing about. I could be wrong here. I should really <laughs> ask my girl. She knows. She's like a fucking savant volcano savant and knows everything about them. A volcanologist. Yeah, yeah, but Volcano Savant is more appropriate, I feel like. (laughs) It's probably because she lives in existential horror of volcanoes, like we all should. Yeah, like the super volcanoes, isn't that a thing? Yeah, that's what Yellowstone is, dude. Yellowstone's a super volcano, that makes sense. It is, it's literally like, it is- I believe it. It it is the butthole of the world that is one day going (laughs) to erupt in red hot- diarrhea and poo particles that is going to cover our skies <laughs> and burn us all alive and it's 2020 everybody we're all scared <laughs> <laughs> and just sitting in our homes and being like man when is this going to end and how is it going to end but yeah i don't want to get know, i feel here. like a super volcano eruption would be the right way to to end 2020 <laughs> no no i don't want that dude i don't want Nobody wants that. I don't want to be turned into a fucking silhouette on a wall. I don't know if you haven't noticed, dude, but the world doesn't care what we want this year. That's true. Hence the hurricanes. If Guys, if you are in Louisiana or Texas, um, duck and cover. There's shit coming your way. And then it'll yep. eventually head up my way, which is fun. I was looking at the map of these hurricanes, just like watching them curveball up into new england like yeah this will be fun it'll take out (laughs) fucking jersey and great it's gonna make our uh our work much easier it's gonna make it really great for mike to edit and write oh yeah dude we we may have some late videos people when hurricanes get here like hurricanes are so bitchy when they get here like they've had time to to dissipate over all of the other poor states so by the time they get here we get like you know maybe 60 mile an hour winds with heavy rain and that's it <laughs> all right yeah it's not that that's bad. not too bad it's not that bad but jersey gets fucking railed depending on where the hurricane comes from like if it comes up florida and then around like around the east coast you know like georgia 
and fucking South Carolina and all that stuff, like Jersey mm-hmm. tends to get like really, really slammed, which sucks. I mean, not that it doesn't suck that Florida gets hit, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? but that's your fault for living in Florida anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's global warming that fucking wrecked Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll stand by that. God's trying yeah, to smite that. that hell hole. But, uh, so yeah. So <laughs> besides that, the only thing that's going on is, uh, people are rallying to bring back early two thousands fashion for the 2020s. Wait, really? Why? I don't know because what? I cannot think of a time that fashion was worse than in the <laughs> early 2000s, dude. Can you? What even is early two th- uh, 2000s fashion? Like, what's an that's, example? That's a great question. Okay, uh, t-shirts over long sleeve shirts uh, no, was a huge thing. No, 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 no. Yeah. Remember that? The, remember yeah. that they got to the point where they built it in. Yep, I do. You, you could just buy a shirt over a shirt. Um, <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't take it off. Like, it was sewn together. Yeah. It was like, no, these two shirts are meant to be. It's, an, you it's can't, one shirt. You can't disconnect these two. <laughs> There's probably somewhere where they have, like, zippers, you know, and you could have disconnected them, like those cargo pants that they had that you can make cargo shorts. Yep, because yep, they there you zippers. go. That's another early 2000s thing. Zip off shorts. <laughs> pants that zip off into shorts why Why are they bringing that back um fucking uh big puffy skate shoes were were huge in the early 2000s i like skate shoes i mean yeah but you can still buy skate shoes that don't look like fucking anime shoes you know what i mean like yeah fair and they're better made and more comfortable Mm -hmm. um let's see what else uh fitted fitted hats with bent brims i'm trying to think what i would be would have worn in like middle school uh jinko jeans navy blue on navy blue yeah a lot of (laughs) a lot of cargo shorts and uh cargo pants like those were those were big jams in the early 2000s like the baggier your pants were the better mm-hmm. off you were. Like, the more pockets you had, the more things. I feel like, like I wore baggy clothes in general. Like, I feel like my shirts were baggy as fuck too. Oh yeah, dude. I wore like I was like swimming in my clothes. I was so fucking skinny because I was mm-hmm. so stressed out and anxious when I was a kid. Like that, I, I would have swam in normal clothes, but I also wore like shirts down to my mid thigh, and then the baggiest. I would wear my uncle Carl's pants, who was. <laughs> fucking like a foot taller than me you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, dude you, you look like a fucking meth head surrounded by an obese person's clothing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like uh i mean i didn't you know i was young and fresh i didn't quite look like a meth head yet i probably look more well, like yeah, a meth okay head a meth head that takes really immaculate care of their face yeah. <laughs> their skin <laughs> and teeth. yeah the skin in general um Let's see what else was big. Uh, think of like Avril Lavigne and Green Day at okay, the time. Okay, so so let me let me ask this, right? Yeah. There's a lot of brands that I used to wear when I was younger that I, that like my parents would buy because it was like the cool brands. And I'm wondering, is that just like a young per- like Quicksilver, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Is a brand that I used to wear. Is that a 2000s brand or is that just like a young person's clothing brand? That was a 2000s brand. I mean, I'm sure Quicksilver are still making clothes, but probably 
in the early 2000s, skateboarding was as big as it ever was. It was like at its absolute pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Um, so brands like Quicksilver, Element. Um, yeah, Element and Hurley. Yeah, Hurley, yeah. Hurley. Like all of those skate slash, you know, surf brands were mm-hmm. huge. And like, like I grew up in San Diego. So, you know, prime hub for all of that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you even had better access to all that shit. You had, like, you know, Santa Cruz clothes, uh, Baker, fucking, um, what, what what was Hawks brand? Uh, Peralta. Um, I haven't heard of any of these. <laughs> anyway, like, it, it, yeah, it was a big time for skate stuff. And then when it came to girls, it was, like, low-rise jeans, which I wouldn't mind seeing a resurgence of. Like, I like high-rise jeans. I like low-rise mm-hmm. jeans. I just like butts. But I also have a thing <laughs> for... Like butts, man. I also in, have a thing any for, any way like, that you can shape it. Yeah, like, pelvic dimples are nice. Like, those are great. And spaghetti straps. Like, that was huge. Like, all the mm-hmm. girls were getting sent home for spaghetti straps. Um, but what the real problem with early 2000s clothing was, was, like, the colors. You know? Like... Uh, here i have a have the colors changed yeah they were really bright in the early 2000s it was like but it oh, was really? like there yeah there was like track suits you know chicks wore a lot of track suits uh there was bermuda shorts um uggs had just come in oh my you know? god uggs dude yeah and then those hats that um like i'm I, i'm I'm pretty sure they're made like it's like a little brim and then, like, a big baggy hat. I think you're supposed to put your hair up in it. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of shit like that. And it was just bootcut jeans, dude. All jeans were bootcut. It was, like, low-rise bootcut jeans. But nobody wears boots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it was, like, it, it, it went with the bagginess of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, that's that's what's going on. Hopefully, it doesn't dude, happen. Dude, I just wear black now. I'm just jaded as fuck. Same. I mean, I don't leave the house, so I just wear, like, gym shorts and a black t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing fucking pajama bottoms right now. Like... Yeah. It's got to my, the point. My work attire is pajama bottoms and maybe a shirt, depending <laughs> on the weather. It's gotten to the point where uh, I haven't been able to do laundry for so long that, like, every other week I buy a new pack of shirts. Like, a new <laughs> pack of Hanes shirts. <laughs> And then wear them until I can't wear them anymore. Oh, and then just buy a new pack of paint shirts. <laughs> so I'm up Dude, to like... I emphasize with that so badly because we also haven't been able to do laundry. Yeah. I'm Dude, just... Okay, that's... that's. A, do you know there's a national coin shortage right now? Mm-hmm. What yeah, the, you were telling me about how, that. How does that happen? How I, did we run out of quarters? Like, because how did the world run out of quarters? Because everybody uses fucking cards dude and everybody's buying shit off of amazon okay but so where did the quarters go uh where are they i don't know people are holding <laughs> holding on to them. <laughs> like, it's all the protesters man they're stealing all the quarters to put in <laughs> socks so they can beat civil disobedience at its finest <laughs> all the right all the rioters dude it's all the it's all the it's all those rioters man but seriously, I haven't done laundry in like a month, dude. And and I'm getting I think I have I've scrounged up six quarters. Damn. Which is enough for one load in the in the washer and one load No, it's only enough for one load in the washer and then I'm two quarters short for the dryer. So I'm waiting for a hot day <laughs> where I can hang them up. <laughs> dude, I haven't done laundry since this started. <laughs> I'm not 
kidding and I am not joking. I have not done laundry since March. Oh god damn it, dude. I was doing so well of not blowing out my mic. <laughs> yeah. That's why oh. I'm wearing gym shorts and it, like I I've been buying new underwear, which has been great cuz I've been able to experiment with all kinds of new underwear. Um, I got some bikini briefs that are fantastic. <laughs> string what are bikini is, briefs. Explain. It's, it's like a string bikini, but it holds your balls. <laughs> yeah. So is it right up your ass? No, nah, not really. In fact, it doesn't look good on my butt. I'm thinking about instead of having a medium, going for a small. Because uh, it's a, for some reason it's a little baggy on my butt, and I got a little bit of junk in the trunk, so Hold I don't on. know I got what's a going on. Bikini and briefs. <laughs> is that what, that's what you said. Bikini yeah. briefs. Yeah, like Hanes men's bikini briefs. Guys. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, so it's like a string and then like a, you know, like a junk pouch and then you got a little butt. It's like a bikini. They, they won't show you the back in the pictures. Right, because it doesn't look good. I was really <laughs> yeah. disappointed by that. Maybe I'll sew it uh, with a clench in the middle. So it just kind of rides in the butt crack like those like hot ladies bathing suits. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love those bathing Also, suits. all the ones I'm seeing are leopard print. I don't have... I have maroon, black, and gray. I showed I'm, them to my grandma, and she was like, you're getting fat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm getting fat. Oh, God. This, How do you not get fat end, right man. now? Devin bought an exercise bike, dude. Whoa. Yeah, it was cheap, but she got it. So we have an exercise. I bought. She bought an exercise bike. I bought a dream catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Difference in priorities. <laughs> yeah. I just right. want one fucking bikini. I just want to see what the back looks like. They won't show me anybody's ass. It's just like a. It's just like a. I mean, like imagine I just kind want of to like, see it, man. I just, just want to see it. Well, anyway, while you're searching for that, Tyler, I would like to ask you. How was your anime week? Thank you for waking me up. Could you have done that any worse? You want to do a second take of that or? Nope. <laughs> Sticking it in. Keeping it in. It's going good, man. I, I, I actually kept in mind that I was like, hey, Mike's going to ask me how my anime week's doing. I'm going to watch some shit. And I did today, right before the podcast. Uh... So obviously, I watched a new episode of ReZero that came out this morning. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but it was fucking dope. Shit happened. It was great. Uh, Wait, what was more this? importantly, what was that? Sorry, I I like disassociated for a second. What show? ReZero. Uh, okay, yeah, I haven't seen the new episode yet. Last episode was good. Um, yeah, the new episode's good too. Yeah, I mean, um, I can I can I can kind of assume I know exactly what happens, uh, mm-hmm. seeing as Garfield was getting kind of mad last time yeah um yeah so you you know what's gonna happen for sure but uh it it was very exciting and exhilarating and uh some cool stuff happened at the end that i wasn't expecting Mm. but i decided okay mike's gonna ask me i'm gonna start i'm finally gonna start decadence and holy fuck bud that show i i am on the fourth episode i i got like halfway through it before we decided to start the podcast Mm-hmm. You gotta watch it. And this you is got an, to try it. This is a new show streaming on Netflix. No, uh, Funimation and Hulu. What? What? Yeah, I thought I thought that. Okay, all right. Uh, so you gotta you gotta sell me on this because the name 
The title sucks. I'm just going to Decadence? Just gonna okay, so first of all, the title, as far as I know, means fucking nothing. I don't know why it's called Decadence. Decadence? It's like like if something is decadent. You no, know? I know what decadent means. Right. But it's D-E-C-A hyphen D-E-N-C-E. It's not decadence like you know it, and it doesn't mean that. Decadence is the name of a giant mobile fortress. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. The the basic premise of the show, from what I can understand, because let, let me tell you, I'm not going to spoil it, but from episode one to episode two, everything fucking changes that you thought you knew. Right. Like, they set up the world in episode one, and then episode two, they blow your fucking mind. Okay. And I was just like, what? What? Huh? And I'm pretty good at, at seeing twists and, and turns coming. I did not fucking see this coming. Right. So, it, it, but the basic idea is humanity's had a lot of fucking issues. They are now living on this mobile fortress because there's these wild sort of animal creature things uh, outside. And the animal creature's blood is essentially an all-encompassing power source. So when they come across these things, they need to go out and kill them with specific equipment that drains their blood so that they can keep the mobile fortress moving. This is like the most anime shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's anime as fuck, dude. It's super fucking anime. All right. Uh, and that's all I'm going to give you in terms of like the setting and everything. I don't want to. I want you to watch it. I think you're going to like it. Yeah. But. I mean, I trust it, your it, opinion. You know, it goes like, an entirely different direction than what I was thinking from the first episode. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've watched. I've watched dumber shit than that and enjoyed it. Like, uh, oh the yeah, fuck you God Eater have. and shit. It kind of sounds similar. Um, at least in the in the general, basically in the the world has been overrun by awful creatures, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, sounds pretty cool, and you know you're liking it. So like he, yeah, you know, Tyler I'm all was, about it right now. Tyler was even saying before we started that uh, you know, he was he was really vibing on it. So I recommend giving that a shot because we'll probably cover it um soon. This week we're doing Japan Sinks, uh, which was really fucking good. But mm-hmm. anyway, you've been you've been watching anything else? Well, obviously, like you just said, uh, we both watched Japan Sinks. Yeah. Um, which like. I don't really understand what all the negative hype has been about on that. It's just depressing. Yeah, but I mean, so what? Is it like stuff can be depressing and still be good? You know? Yeah, I just think that right now, like people. You ever aren't. seen Schindler's List? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, no. Oh, bad I don't want to sit through that shit. Yeah, me um, either. Okay, I guess I get it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I, I don't think Japan sinks is as fucking shitty as schindler's list as far as like the it's it's definitely not even up there i would hope not i I would hope that japan sinks isn't as bad as you know the the genocide of judaism yeah well it's (laughs) like i assume that's what schindler's list is about i don't know i would watch (laughs) japan sinks again before i watched evangelion again i would watch it again before i watched uh requiem for your dream any day like i didn't think japan sinks was that fucking depressing i mean there was some sad shit you know but it's like totally it's like it was good sad like you know that that anime actually made me feel things i i enjoyed Mm -hmm. i enjoyed that anime a lot um i did too yeah i i really liked it 
And I'm kind of glad that I went in. Like, I had heard that people weren't happy with it, but I didn't do any, like, in-depth, like, research or, like, look for people's opinions. And I came out of it pretty happy with the experience. Same. I had no idea that. I thought people liked it. Um, so I was surprised when we put out a, a channel post about it and people were like, I don't like it. It's a sad anime. It, it's <laughs> sad. I don't like it. And I was like, what? Like <laughs> you can like, you can not enjoy being sad, but still enjoy the production. You know what I mean? The overall, because mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think that, uh, it, it was a pretty optimistic show in the end but i'm interested so i wrote i wrote the script on this one um and tyler was telling me that he would not have written the same script so i'm interested in like what would you have written about that show um i i mean this is where we divide on scripts and it's why we work so well together is because you took it and you took you went down this cultural aspect and history of japan you know Mm -hmm. And in Japan's, like, essentially Japan's historical makeup of opinions uh, with foreigners and how Japan has viewed the rest of the world and stuff like that and how that's shown symbolically through the characters and through the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have gone into the individual struggles of each character. Right. You know, and that then that's typically how we end up writing, which is why we encompass a lot when we work together is because like all do some in-depth character analysis. You'll do some overall cultural analysis. And then together we come up with a pretty fucking good video. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I, it just, the show had so many interesting things to say, especially when it came to, um, Japanese and foreign relationships right now, where because of the internet and, you know, the times that we live in with Japan's borders being, you know, open and welcoming, uh, while Japan's citizens being not necessarily as opening and open and welcoming. It's like, you know, you go to Tokyo, you're going to be treated fine. Um, and you're not going to be not treated fine if you go anywhere else, uh, just because Japanese culture is, is polite. You know, it's, it's a lot of it is based around being polite, but the problem is, is that people aren't going to necessarily trust you. You know, right. they're going to be afraid of you. The, the, there will be a respectful distance. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, one of the things that really resonated with me um, that uh, Gaijin Goomba had talked about before was that it took him a really long time to get close to people in Japan. Uh, and I and I think that's really interesting, you know, because... Um, it's like they just they just have this especially out in the country they they have this distrust of of foreigners which it you know that like i don't blame them at all like my country's never been nuked so i <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like i don't i don't have that same kind of that same kind of fear like i didn't grow yeah, up on an island it seems like america's uh america's biggest enemy is itself you know yeah yeah i mean it, it, and that was one of the things that i didn't get to talk about in the script nearly enough is the difference between understanding japan's fear versus uh like our own colloquial issues is like japan spent most of its existence completely cut off from the rest of the world which is why it is such a unique and interesting culture 
and because it was allowed to develop more or less by itself. I mean, don't get me wrong, like it grabbed a lot from China, which mm-hmm. grabbed a lot from India. So you'll see a ton of influence there, but Japan really made it its own thing. And mm-hmm. Japan's native religion of Shinto is its own thing. So, so much of the architecture and the the shrines and like all the things that really make Japan, Japan are inherently Japanese. And it's, it's, it's such a cool place. But at the same time, it's like they stepped up onto the world scene in like 1900, 1910. Right. And within 30 years were a huge military superpower. I mean, granted, they did not have the resources to go up against the United States like they did. That was a mistake. Um, They made rash moves. And their whole point was like, we need resources. So we Mm -hmm. can't, you know, protect ourselves and step up against somebody like the United States. And that's why they fucking left Japan and like, you know, jumped into China and the Philippines and all those places. Like it was their intent to get oil petroleum shit that they didn't have like japan is relatively scarce when it comes to natural resources they got a lot of gold um but besides that they're kind of they're kind of fucked you know so Mm -hmm. and then and then we you know the united states uh say what you will about it i mean personally i think it was incredibly inhuman uh what we did but we fucking dropped Two, not one, but two nuclear bombs on Japan, mm-hmm. which was something that had never happened before. They had never been tested on human beings before. It was a test. It was a test mm-hmm. to see what this thing would do. And the consequences from that, it was horrifying. Horrifying. And because of Japanese culture, the victims of these bombs were treated like garbage. They were they were ostracized from uh, uh, like socializing. You know? Right. Um and it was just like after that you know i mean how do you how do you feel safe how- yeah i mean it's it's a culture that has it, it, it's cultural trauma you know yeah like how do you how Which, do you feel safe your island is always fucking shaking flooding you know being overrun by storms you're on a you're on a triple fault line that yeah. is a trench 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 which uh it like this is all stuff that i figured out in my research but like 300 miles away from tokyo three tectonic plates converge and it's right. all which, going down so yeah, well, i mean which is the basis for you know japan sinks yeah yeah uh, i mean kind of like like uh they were also talking in the show about how uh like uh, fuji and stuff is on a rise so it's very mm-hmm. unlikely for Japan to sink, but there are places in Japan that can, will, and have sank before. Right. Um, during the last major earthquake, I think in 2007 or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. a part of the country literally sank. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine. I mean, California, dude, like, your place you grew up, like, that shit's gonna fucking break off and float away. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that sounds great, man. Like, <laughs> it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be its own little place. That's, that's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really wild. Um, and then, you know, after, after World War II, we occupied Japan for a very long time, and that occupation was not friendly. You know, we no. took all of their shit. 
Like, like we went into their, and I say we, I mean the American military, but during our occupation, we completely demilitarized Japan. And by that, I mean, we literally took all of their weapons, everything that they had, including their family swords. So insane. Yeah. So we went into their house, into their houses and took these family heirlooms from the samurai days. You know, we're talking like anywhere from 1800 and before and took them home dude like the muramasa the legendary samurai sword was Mm -hmm. taken during that time and nobody knows where it fucking went it's in some government vault somewhere no no that's the thing is that again like before world war ii nobody knew anything about japan right because it had just so isolationist yeah it just showed up you know, and before you just weren't allowed to go. Like there were some mm-hmm. people who went, you know, and they were either murdered or eventually taken into the into the society. But it's like we had no idea anything about their culture or their history or their, you know, ideas of honor or family or anything that's really important to the Japanese. And it's like the I watched this whole documentary on the sword and some random private grabbed it and then it disappeared forever. Nobody knows where it was. So it's probably sitting in somebody's fucking attic right now in like Ohio, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and nobody knows what they have a world. Tra- or it like, got like auctioned on like a black market, something or another and some fucking collector in like Dubai has it or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it, yeah, if it's it's more likely that it's just sitting in somebody's attic. But again you know you never know it's just like it's just wild it's everything that happened is wild so you know japan has these has these series of of videos and content and shows that are about this existential horror of not only uh japan dying or the country falling apart or you know being attacked or there's also worries about you know economic policies in japan like what happens if we run out of money we don't have the resources to fuel this modern society we have. We are completely dependent on other nations for their oil, you know? And that's a, like, that's something that the United States will never have to deal with. We'll never have to worry about oil. We, we own enough oil between Texas and Alaska to last us for an extremely long amount of time while we work out what the fuck to do. You know, and yet we still fuck up the Middle East to get more. <laughs> well, that's because we don't want to dip into our own stock is really what it comes down to. Like and then I mean, in the 70s, uh, you're a you're a fucking history major. You should know all this shit in the 70s. <laughs> uh, we had the oil crisis, which also mm-hmm. hit Japan really hard. And that's where the first Japan sinks came from was from the fear during the oil crisis. Um, but <laughs> that makes it? sense. I think it was it Nixon. I think it was Nixon uh, worked out this deal with Saudi Arabia um, where oil would be priced on the American dollar. Mm -hmm. And somehow it's been a while since I learned all this shit. Somehow that fixed our issue. It just like fixed the the oil crisis and brought America like back to the forefront. And that's how like the 80s were as prosperous as they were. But then um things started to go downhill when bush came into power and then i i believe when obama was in office he cut the deal with saudi arabia pissed him off Mm. i don't know why 
that's all I know. But yeah, just fucking crazy interesting stuff. And I, I remember when uh, when we were like 16 and pre- and gas was getting up to almost $5 a gallon. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. When I was, yeah, when I was 16, 17, 18, gas was consistently over $4 a gallon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it sucks. because like, that's when I had my first job. Yep. I worked at a Henry's Farmer's Market. Uh, they don't exist anymore. They're sprouts now. Um, and more than half of my paycheck would go to gas. It was brutal, dude. It was fucking yeah. horrible, man. Like, not only that, but it was like gas was super expensive, but we were also going through a major depression at the time. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was horrible. That was so much worse economically than it, it has been since, uh, in, oh, at yeah. least in my opinion. It was like, it was like, I was 17, I was homeless, and I could not get a fucking job, dude. Like, there was nothing I could fucking do to get a job. I went, I remember it was February. It was, like, my first time being homeless, and I was just out every day, like, walking a mile into town, taking the bus to uh, Amherst, taking the bus to Northampton, and walking from store to store to store, everything from Subway to mom and pop shops, and nobody was hiring anything, anybody at all. Mm-hmm. Like, and people were telling me all this sob stories. They're like, oh, my, my son, he just came back from Iraq. I can't even hire him, you know, like all this shit. It was fucking Yikes. nuts, dude. It was yeah. not a good time. And it although, is. Although I will say, right now is probably the worst economic depression we've had since then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. Especially it's... now that uh, the unemployment is over, not over, but like, you know, the, the extra unemployment, the extra 600 a week. Yeah. And it's back down to like 200 or whatever it is. People are going to be hurting. Dude, I can't, I know that, I know that we try to stay away from this shit, you know, because it's fucking depressing, but I cannot imagine being a kid right now. Dude, I can't either. Dude, have you seen the pictures in schools? No. They look like fucking prisons. I was at the grocery store yesterday, and uh, I was listening to this fucking dude talk. He's he's from my town. Uh, we don't have a grocery store in town, but uh, this fucking guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, sending my kids back to school. You know, uh, they're going on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I was like, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, yeah it's like he's, partial schooling. Yeah, they're they're trying to stagger them, you know, and make sure that they got like people in 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 there, and the kids can like you know socialize a little bit. And yeah, you know, we're doing a little bit of homeschooling at home, but you know, it's it's not a big deal because our town's really small, you know, so there's not a lot of kids there. We don't have any you know COVID or nothing like that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, so schools opening in my town, but not in other towns around here. Like, it's just so fucking weird, dude. Oh, yeah, and it completely depends on the district, too. Like, there's no uniformity at all. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I mean, last this year, 2020. Some schools are just back to normal completely. What? Like, some schools are just back to normal. Nothing changed. Fuck that, dude. That's so dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's really dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it sucks, but it's, like, it's, 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 how do you, I mean, how do you fix that, right? You know, it's, like. Kids need to socialize. Like this, it's such a formative time in their lives. Mm-hmm. Hey, kids well, live so, in abusive so here's households, thing, right? Here's like the crazy shit that's been going on. Because I, you know, I was going to be a teacher, so I, I take a, a pretty big interest in what's happening with our education system in mm-hmm. general. Um, and essentially, the federal government 
said, you have to put kids back in schools or we are not going to fund you. Oh. (sighs) Yeah. So, and then said, figure out how to do it and keep them safe. So there's an article and I can't remember where it was exactly. It might've been on like medium or something, but it's a superintendent of a school district in Arizona that basically said, I, I don't know what to do. I live in a very small town, you know, uh, I need that money. I can't pay my teachers. Like we can't pay our gen. We can't pay people like who rely on these jobs without that money. If, but if I open up schools again, kids are going to die. What do I like? What do I do? Dude, that is the shittiest thing that the government. Yeah. It's like a three or four page article. That is the most heart wrenching, like, disturbing and upsetting thing i've read in a long time so shit that's especially just like i I don't want kids you know yeah but this is why teach by the way yeah this is this is a good reason why (laughs) i don't i don't want kids at all but i like teaching i like working with kids uh specifically like once they're in their teen years fuck fuck kids under the age of 12 (laughs) um yeah sorry but i i just i don't care about them and i don't want to care about them and i don't want to know them i would teach high school take them away middle schoolers too they smell like shit they don't (laughs) who does high schoolers what no middle schoolers dude they're they're like just hitting that you like i do not want to deal with like people getting their periods for the first time and like smelling <laughs> getting bo and like finding their first pube like i don't want any of that anywhere around me like i'll take a i'll take a 15 year old 15 year olds are pretty they're getting to the point where they're balanced and their problems are more realistic <laughs> you know what i mean but like you cannot getting to the point dude. you cannot Have you been? reconcile a middle schooler it's t- when was the last time you were in a high school last time i was in a high school fuck uh i mean i dropped out when i was 16 so um 12 years maybe uh now because i went back it's hard to say okay well basically so when i was in college right which at this point was still fucking six years ago yeah god we're old um (laughs) but when i was in college uh a i i wanted to be a teacher so i kept up relationships with my high school teachers because I the original plan, I was like, well, OK, I can go back and if they will let me, I can I have teachers that will let me uh, subst- or not substitute teach, but student teach with them at my old school. Yeah. So I like I had this whole plan laid out so that I would be able to do this like properly. I could stay at home, save money like it, it, I had it all planned out on how to do it. So I, I went back to my uh, old high school fairly often during college. I haven't been back since I left college, though. You're not allowed. <laughs> They won't yeah, let yeah, you in you, anymore. Why not? Oh, really? Yeah. No, you can't. You cannot visit a high school anymore, like as an adult, without a kid or something. You have to go through like a fucking full-on screening. Like you can't just huh. walk in. And I be used like, that hey. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, ever since. Yeah, I know, used to just the... go back all the time, and it was no fucking problem. Yeah. I guess we've had a lot of school shootings since then. Yep. Uh, but even in college, and like just coming out of college, if you look at a high schooler. You're like, holy fuck, you're young, bud. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You are not a person yet. Sorry. Baby. Yeah. It's 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 crazy, dude. Well, anyway, Ty, have you seen any other anime? <laughs> <before> <laughs> yeah. We continue to talk about this shit. 
because we do actually we do have a, a there's there's some really interesting stuff I want to get into after our anime discussion. Yeah, sure. Um, the the only other thing is, uh, and I and I haven't actually gotten a chance. I I just started it just to see if I was if I wanted to get into it, and I do. Uh, Netflix just came out with The Great Pretender. Oh, is and that what people are talking about on Twitter? Yes, that's what people are talking about. That's the Netflix one, okay. Yeah. And it looks interesting, for sure. I only watched, like, five minutes of it, and I was like, okay, I have some stuff I need to do. And I forgot about it until just now. But of of the five minutes that I saw, I liked it. It seems interesting. Okay. Yeah, people are people are like talking about that a lot on on Twitter. It's it's mm-hmm. hard because I never know if like it's just that we follow like super weebs or if like these people's fingers are actually on the pulse pulse. It's always hard to mm-hmm. it's always hard to tell. Um, so it was good though. Like, what's the what's the premise? Again, I've watched five minutes of it. Oh, oh okay, all right. So you, you didn't get you didn't get a good. Um, yeah, I I just I just. It, it engaged me right from the beginning, but then I had to like work basically, oh, you I know, I, I've had a busy week, man, between working uh, with, with our, our, our editing over the weekend. And then I've been doing editing for grant and then I'm going to have editing at the end of the week. I've been editing every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a gym jam in this hammy slam. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. Slim slam, bim bam. Yeah, jab, turkeys. <laughs> we gotta come up. Nobody's. Oh, we didn't release that other podcast yet. Nobody's gonna give that guy a name. I need that. I need that character to have a name. Okay. <laughs> so uh, for me, for my uh, my fucking anime week, I've actually been I've been watching a bunch of stuff. Um, so I'm continuing watching March Comes in Like a Lion. Uh, I'm really oh, nice. enjoying that show. Uh, I'm up into season two now so i think i'm on episode like 20 something um oh that's the other thing i finished food wars oh you finished food wars yeah nice so now you're now you're waiting now you're up to date like everybody else yep season five episode eight and now i'm just i'm waiting season five really went off the rails a little bit though yeah waiting for anime i think i stopped <laughs> Fucking at the end underground of... chefs like what is this bullshit <laughs> i think i stopped at season four because uh, season five hadn't started yet, so that might have been a good call, dude. Yeah. Like season five is, I, uh, they're they're bringing in chefs from the underworld oh that like use like chainsaws to fucking <laughs> <laughs> like cooking shit. It's the most ridiculous thing because it wasn't anime enough. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I'll have to check it out. I'm still. I'm interested. I'm interested oh yeah I'll watch it for sure but it's just like what the fuck bud like what is happening here yeah but yeah so uh so i've been watching um march comes in like a lion it's a very good show it's uh it's it's kind of a hard sell because it's like i guess i would call it a, a slice of life more than a sports anime i mean i guess it technically is a sports anime uh if if you consider chess a sport which i don't know i mean if it slice is. of life interests me more than sports so Inter- well i mean some sports anime are really good like you know I mean, that's fair i mean but just I, in general for my tastes like i don't give a fuck about sports yeah like i watched a little bit of haikyuu um 
or Hyaku or whatever. I don't know. The fucking volleyball one. And that one's mm-hmm. that one's pretty good, actually, believe it or not. I mean, everybody has said it was good, so I'm not surprised that it was good. But like even I don't like sports anime generally. I'm not a big sports guy. I would love to see a sports anime about hockey. That would be really cool. I feel like they could do really good with that, but I don't think hockey is very big in Japan. Anyway, um, so fucking March Comes In Like a Lion is a very emotional show. It's uh, mm-hmm. basically you got you got the main character, Ray, who was kind of uh, never really treated well. You know, kids never talked to him. He wasn't necessarily bullied, but he was just kind of ignored. Um just outcast sort of yeah deal. yeah his his parents died when he was young um his parents and his sister died when he was young and now he's living on his own in tokyo for reasons that i don't want to spoil for people um but you know he was he was taken into a family of shogi players and uh he showed a lot of promise so you know his adoptive father like taught him a lot about shogi and now he's a professional shogi player and he's kind of finding his way learning what being a professional really means trying to figure out why he's actually playing shogi trying to figure out if he likes shogi uh while Mm -hmm. also kind of maturing a little bit like you can you, you slowly watch this kid grow over time and then there's this other family that uh that he goes to now and again which is uh three sisters and a grandfather and the sisters parents have died so the oldest sister is taking care of the younger two and over time this relationship develops between them and it's it's very sweet it's very cute uh they you know they explain a lot of things about shogi the cats are personified which is hilarious um, i definitely <laughs> recommend watching it in uh, japanese but from what i know the dub isn't that bad um and it's just a it's just a good all around show, uh, and you get you get really into the characters and kind of it's really nice watching uh, this outcast kid um, just kind of grow up and like you know become find his way yeah become a more full person and also watching you know an, another young person come up and trying to help them where other people didn't necessarily help him and it's 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 all very sweet and nice and and sad there's a lot of sad but uh it's good it's good stuff and then that, that sounds good man it, it kind of sounds like and like i could be totally wrong right now but like it, it sort of sounds a little bit like a mob in that respect just like somebody who like definitely has some talent but like is lacking in other areas and like becoming more rounded as a person it is it is a lot like that um yeah, it, it, yeah, I think it definitely has some mob vibes um, for sure, you know, without all the crazy action and stuff, though. They've kind of put action in a different way. Like um, it, it, it's it's hard to explain, but like when the Shogi gets really intense uh, because Shogi is all mind games, you know, it's like uh, Shogi again, it's it's Japanese chess uh, and it's way more complicated than regular chess because you can return pieces that you captured from the other player and Mm -hmm. that just brings a whole new level to the game you know like (laughs) for all the patterns that you can do in chess there's 18 bajillion more in shogi depending on what you know what pieces you capture and where you place them and you know each piece can be 
placed a different way. Like if you want to place a pawn, you can place it anywhere on the board, anywhere on the board, as long as it has another move. And um, as long as it's not in a slot where another pawn is. So like in the row, like you can't put a pawn in front of a pawn or behind a pawn. Um, And then like with your rook or your uh, bishop, you can put those anywhere on the board. So you can like Hmm. stick a bishop in somebody else's end and take something out and promote it. Yeah, it's 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 fucking cool, dude. Shogi (laughs) is brutal, man. It is a it is a brutal game, and and it's not nice like chess where you have to tell people when they're in check. So yesterday, uh, you can just be like, "You lost." Yeah, (laughs) yeah, literally. Like if you don't notice that you're in check and you move the wrong piece, you're fucked. You know. So it's like, and Devin Devin got me yesterday really good. Uh, she put a she put a lance down um, and I thought she was going after my promoted uh, bishop. So I moved my promoted bishop. I did not realize my bishop was directly in front of my king. <laughs> she just mm-hmm. fucking took it out. She was like, you lose and just threw all the pieces off the board. It's <laughs> like, fuck, that was just stupid of me. But yeah, it's 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 a good time. Um, other than that, I've been rewatching some Dragon Ball. Uh, Because I've been reading Dragon Ball. Um, I got the box Mm -hmm. set for the manga. I've really been enjoying the manga. So I decided I would check, you know, go back and revisit some of my favorite parts of Dragon Ball. And holy shit, is there a lot of fucking filler in that show, man? Like, yeah, man. Wow. And not even like, not even in a way where it's like, this episode is just filler. It's like, each episode is like covering a chapter of the manga but they just mm-hmm. add things into the episode to fluff it up. And it's not bad. It's just like it takes a long time to get through fucking arcs, dude. Like I fell asleep last night at the end of the uh, Goku versus Tien Shinhan um, arc at the world tournament. And mm-hmm. I woke up and Goku wasn't even fighting Piccolo yet. And I was like, what? I read like I got through the I got through the manga chapters in like fucking a half an hour. <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and that was like eight hours of sleep that that was playing. Yeah, more. Uh, no, wait. Yeah, eight hours of sleep. Maybe ten. So that that's like if each if each episode is like twenty three minutes. So just assume that like it's three episodes for an hour. You went through about uh twenty four episodes. <laughs> Yeah. While you were sleeping. Yeah. And <laughs> holy fuck, can you imagine having to like be a kid and wait twenty four episodes? I can, because I did. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I did, dude. It was it was fucking gnarly. Um and then I, I revisited some of Dragon Ball Z actually. I uh started at the world tournament. Um the the only world tournament in Dragon Ball Z where because uh, I wanted to see the Goku versus Vegeta fight. And uh, that also took for fucking ever to get to. I was like, holy shit. And what I noticed is after reading the manga, how bad the animation is in a, so much of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I was I was sh- fucking shook, dude. I was like, holy crap. Like, this is this is low tier animation. Dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of surprising how popular it got considering yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's it's a good anime. It, it really is. And and when you're a kid, it's like there's nothing better than Dragon well, yeah, Ball. Yeah, that's Dragon the thing is that when you're a kid, it's fucking amazing, you yeah. know? 
but it was and and like you're just waiting to see the awesomeness you know that's it's like dragon ball z started clickbait i swear to god you know like the episode (laughs) is like goku's final clash and then the next episode is like goku in trouble and then the next episode is victory for goku question mark and it's just like (laughs) one continuous fight you know what i mean (laughs) yeah no you're totally right yeah it's you're absolutely right i totally remember that yeah it's it's so fucking funny and you buy into it like when you're a kid you're like all right this is gonna be the one dude like he's he's gonna beat frieza you know like 25 Mm -hmm. episodes later and then literally a month later you're like oh he's gonna do it yeah yeah it's it's so fucking ridiculous um and then obviously i've been keeping up with re-zero but i didn't watch the new episode today uh last episode just came out yeah you know yep we're we're getting that beatrice but this week dude you're gonna watch extra olympia kite close oh yeah that's right yeah extra yeah. olympic high close is finally coming. yeah bonds of pop patreon viewing party we're watching the entire thing i'm yep. so excited i don't have a choice anymore so next week get excited for my opinion on extra olympia high close oh i'm so excited dude i'm so excited to see your amazing reaction to the show yep and then um she i also Devin to film it <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> i've also been watching uh fucking g gundam still so I'm, nice. I'm 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 pulling a, i'm pulling a bunch of things together i've been watching a lot of anime really enjoying it been reading manga um i wanted to uh shut off the light last night and just chill so i started reading dragon ball z in color which uh holy shit like if you haven't read dragon ball z in color yet i highly recommend it it is gorgeous absolutely gorgeous i'm reading it um on an ipad through the uh, Shonen Jump app, which you should absolutely get. We are not sponsored by Shonen Jump, but uh, it's very important that Shonen Jump continues to make money so that they continue to output, uh, you know, good manga that turns into good anime. And it's only $2 a month for more manga than you could ever read. I mean, every single episode. It's like stupid cheap, too. Yeah, stupid cheap. And yeah, it doesn't have everything, but $2 a month, I mean, for fuck's sake, that's literally less than a quarter of, wait no that's it's 50 no, cents it's a not. week it's 50 cents for, a week yeah for all of the all of the best anime you know manga that's going yeah, on the, right now and a lot of classics they have every single issue of one piece i mean that like that alone is worth it <laughs> you know um <laughs> so it, it's uh, definitely definitely check that out if you don't have the shonen jump app um Cause yeah, it's... my main issue is that I can't spare the quarters, man. I need my quarters <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine if phones had like quarter slots in them to pay for apps. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's funny. How to me. would it's that work? I don't know. They just eat the quarters. They like synthesize the quarters down, and then transport them over to uh, turn the quarters into credit, and then transport the credit to. Yeah, that makes that that reminds me. I had I had a fucking thought. Like I had a shower thought okay. the other day. It was so fucking it, it, uh, so I'm I'm Jewish, right? So so my <laughs> girlfriend and I talk about Judaism a decent amount because I I like to make a bunch of really bad Jewish jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh and I had this thought cuz we were talking about Moses cuz I was bringing up Moses to refute something as I do because it's my right. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like you know what i bet moses he, he, moses did like the 10 plagues on egypt to like you know let the slaves go all that shit right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i and i had this thought i was like what if 
Moses didn't actually do anything. And just the year that all those plagues happened is just 2020 being reincarnated. Like that shit year that Egypt has is just this year again. Or before. Do you mean again? Or before. Or before. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the original 2020 it's is what I'm saying. 2020. Who's going to be yeah. our Moses? I don't know, dude. It's up to you, Ty. <laughs> you need to lead the Jewish people out of 2020. Let my people go. <laughs> you got to get a spaceship, though, this time. Earth is not safe. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, Earth's not safe. Like, I, if I'm parting the seas, everything's going to be dead. Yep. I need to get a cool walking stick. <laughs> if you part the seas, Japan will bush. sink. <laughs> <laughs> and so will Miami. <laughs> On second thought, go go for it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, actually, by Miami. Sorry, Japan, <laughs> you were a casualty of of war. Um, it was worth it, though. You heard it here first. Hashtag Tyler is Moses. Hashtag Tyler is Moses. Oh my God! Tyler, if if we get Moses. enough of them, I'll show my mom, and I'll be like, check it out. <laughs> Like, what is this blasphemy? I'm like, don't worry. I'm just the next Messiah. NBD. Yeah, I'm gonna lead the. I'm gonna lead our people out of 2020, ma. <laughs> what do Jewish people call their moms? Is there a Jewish word for mom? Yeah, there absolutely is. What is it? Um, I don't fucking know. Come on, I, I, pull out me, of your butt. Let me. You got it. You got it, Ty. Bring I, out that Jewish. I, I know it's wrong. You're what, full blood Jew, mom? man. You should know this shit. Ryan yeah, has an excuse. Wait, who has an excuse? Ryan. He's only half Jewish, right? Yeah, it does, it, it's just Mutter. Mutter? Yeah. That sounds German. Well, it, it's Yiddish for mother. Weird. What does Yiddish have a does Yiddish have a uh like a like a pedigree like uh where's a where's the language come from? Like I mean, I think uh, German partially comes from Yiddish. Oh. Like kinder, uh, like kindergarten, you know, kinder is children in Yiddish. Okay. Interesting. You know? Wow. That's weird. I never really, I, wait, I thought the Jews were from like the Middle East slash Mediterranean slash, it's like a little armpit in the Mediterranean, right? Between the Middle East yeah. and Europe. Germany's yeah. kind of far away from that. Eh. It's like, it's like 500 miles, right? Easily. Eh. I don't know. Because, like, okay, so... Okay, okay, so Yiddish... I, I just looked it up. Yiddish developed from a dialect of German. So there you go. What the fuck? Yeah. I gotta look into this shit, because that, that, that genealogy of, like, languages fascinates the fuck out of me. So you're telling me... how did, I don't know how that works. That's super weird. Because the Germans were, like, not good guys back then. You know what I mean? They were they were the Goths and the Visigoths and the... They were, like, tribal people that came down into Western Europe and just, like, butt-fucked everybody. So how did <laughs> Yiddish come from a Germanic dialect? And English is Germanic and, uh, and Latin, right? So in Latin, mother is mater, right? right. But then in German... You know, mother is something like Mutter or Mutan, you know, something like that. So it still mm -hmm. has that, it still has that MT kind of genealogy going into it, right? But yeah. then we have words like, uh, like, uh, cr you know, crack. Crack is a, uh, is a Germanic word. You can tell because it has the K's in it. Pretty much anything right. with a K is a Germanic word. 
um, because there wasn't any K's in Latin. So I don't know. It's fascinating. I took yeah. I took a lot of Latin in high school for no reason other than to be able to talk about bullshit like this. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that being said, though, it's Hebrew is very different from Yiddish. Oh, what? So like <laughs> Hebrew uh, mother schema. So what the fuck is Yiddish, dude? It's it's another Jewish language. There's two Jewish languages. Yeah, dude, we didn't have enough of one. We, we listen. We Jews don't like talking to each other. Family reunions suck. So the more languages we have that we can't understand each other with, the better. I've see that's the other like that's the opposite from what I know about Jewish people. Like whenever I went to a Jewish family's house, it was like the nicest most happy. Yeah, because you're a Gentile. We have to make it look that way for you. Oh, I see. It was like the white. It was like going to uh to like it, it, a, a be, Latino house, but with white people. It would be the same thing if you went into a Japanese household, right? While you're there, everything's very respectful, very nice. Everything looks great, right? Then you leave and the mother <laughs> slaps the kid and was like, how could you be so disrespectful? <laughs> I see. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Same idea. <laughs> we used to have, uh, my mom had uh, this friend when I was growing up who was Hispanic, and we would go over her house for like certain holidays, um, mm-hmm. probably things like Cinco de Mayo and stuff like that. And holy fuck, dude, like Hispanic people know how to party, man, especially when it oh, comes yeah. with their family, dude. Like they get everybody together. Like, I mean, like their fucking ancestors down to like their great, great grandparents are there. Like every uncle, cousin, like fucking everybody is there. Everybody's oh, yeah, always chit chatting up a fucking storm. They're bumping music like man. Family is everything to them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a big deal in uh, in Latino culture in general. Yeah. Um, like the what I consider like my second family down in San Diego uh, is my my friend Nicole's family. Uh, who her dad I believe grew up in Mexico, and then her mom grew up in like uh, L.A. Okay, but like the shitty part of L.A., like the Compton? the part with like the Crips and Bloods and all that shit. Compton. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know for sure if it was if she grew up in Compton, but she she has stories where she would always date the gang leaders number two, <laughs> like the second person in charge, because number they two. wouldn't die, so she would still be protected. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like shit like that. <laughs> Hashtag fuck LA. Hashtag, hashtag fuck LA. Hashtag Boston Honestly, that should over just be LA. a trending uh, hashtag at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, all of our friends that live in LA, but come on, LA sucks. LA sucks. LA sucks. LA is not good. It sucks. Um, I'm trying to think of any other anime things that I've been doing. Uh, I but... got a bunch of figures. Oh yeah, you got a bunch of figures. You got to yeah. put those on Instagram, dude. I do. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I just hate using social media, man. Sorry. You gotta like, do I, it, bro. I already took the pictures of them. Yeah. And I just haven't posted them. So I'm like, I have to, I'd have to open the app to do that. You gotta take better pictures. <laughs> I saw that picture what? you put on Twitter. <laughs> you gotta take better pictures, man. Get Amy to help you. No. Yeah. You can oh, do it. Okay. Let's take a second to talk about uh, Patreon. 
Okay, guys, so as you know, we always take a minute to talk about Patreon because Patreon is what pays the bills, and we try to make it interesting for you. We try to make it uh, fun and enjoyable. So we have set up this thing on the Discord called Patreon Testimonials where anybody in the Patreon can come in and just, if they want to, this is not anything demanded by anybody. They are completely completely welcome to just drop a little blurb about the patreon because it's one thing to hear from us that's the greatest community on the web but it's another thing to hear it from people who are actually inside of it so uh one of our friends tiny kitten uh wanted to say this she says uh this is the first patreon i ever joined and i knew i wouldn't regret my money going towards the wrong people I struggle with depression, often feel like I can't be emotionally unstable and also emotionally distant at times. I also tend to close myself off at the idea of making new friends since I have an attachment to the ones I have now, but distance-wise, I'm hours away from my friends back home. I was lonely and depressed while being in quarantine and wanted to have constant, uh, consistent conversations. I was yearning to have people to talk to. I'd been watching bonsai pop videos for a while and had been meaning to join the Patreon, but never got around to it. I have no regrets. It took me a while to get into the swing of things, but waking up every morning to talk to you all was what drove me to get up every morning and not just lay around in depressions. My day actually had somewhat of a meaning despite not being able to work for a few months, and now here I am back at work, and the saddest thing to come out of it was not being able to constantly be here. But I'm happy to be part of this virtual family full of people that i haven't even met but feel comfortable in knowing and talking to man i really just love you guys and boom bam there it is that was so sweet yeah it was super sweet and we got like a lot more we got so many like every time i read one i feel bad because i'm not reading another one like people mm-hmm. are fucking awesome so if you guys yeah, are interested, I read through them all oh uh, what was that i read through them all because it's just like it's such a good pick-me-up yeah you know? yeah yeah definitely i just meant like on the podcast um, oh yeah but uh, yeah, if you guys are interested um, in supporting the channel or if you just want to meet our dope ass patrons who are all great people, um, I recommend checking out our Patreon. Our lowest tier is a dollar and that'll get you right into the Discord server and get you some extra content as well. Uh, and then they go up from there pretty slowly. You know, it's three, nine, uh, what, 20 and then 50. And for yeah. $9, you get nine dollars is kind of like our bundle deal like everything Mm -hmm. above there is like shout out type stuff um but nine dollars all all the events that we do everything that we put into the experience that is bonsai pop is nine dollars yeah which that includes the watch parties that includes the extra podcast that includes the patreon exclusive show that includes like all of our updates and everything like that and editing streams that we've been doing or you get to like have input on the videos as we're making them all sorts of stuff yeah so check it out if you're interested uh if not that's totally cool thank you for listening moving on there's been a major development somebody who the internet knows as leafy is here is no longer here tyler no he's no longer here we're all so sad he's he's gone he's gone oh no actually i think he's on twitch now is he on twitch that's funny pretty sure yes (laughs) that's something he would do so uh, basically this this is a deal all right leafy is a little bit of a legacy youtuber at this point during 2014 to 2015 he uh, came to prominence during the drama tube era. So this was the time when, you know, grade A under A, uh, fucking H3H3 got big, uh, Keemstar 
became a household name. You know, this this was the prime time of of drama tube. Uh, it's when, you know, Minecraft YouTubers stopped being Minecraft YouTubers and started talking shit about each other. It was uh, it was an interesting experience, to say the least, if you paid attention to it. And all of these YouTubers end up making millions, becoming super famous, having millions of subscribers. And out of all of them, there was Leafy, who was vitriolic uh young kind of cringed like not very well spoken he's got a little bit of a nasally voice uh you know he he was just out of all of them he was definitely the most poisonous i would say in everything that he did um you know he made fun of the mentally challenged he made fun of people with weight problems he he was just vicious you know nothing was off the table in fact if if something was off the table he was almost more likely to cover it yeah exactly (laughs) he was he was extremely vicious and i think part of that came uh from his age you know uh and and competition because he was dealing with h3 and keemstar who are older you know and obviously ironically more mature than he is and uh you know he ended up making a lot of fucking enemies and basically got bullied off the platform more or less you know uh, i got to the point where idubs did a content cop on him which is a series where idubs basically goes in and picks apart people's content and just dunks on them really hard you don't want to get content copped uh not that no, i think and, and that might be the biggest one too the biggest content cop yeah yeah well it's gone now it got it got taken off of youtube no i mean it's up i'm looking at it right now oh is it i thought yeah. i thought it got taken down maybe he uh, tv content cop oh wait no that's the leafy response yeah yeah no that, that one the response video has 16 million views yeah so the original probably had over 20 million yeah yeah so leafy was a big deal his fan base was uh fucked like they were so fucked they would go everywhere and hiss and like in the comments and stuff it was just like it was a wave of uh you know the worst people on the internet the incels and the fucking children and you know it was just so bad um so yeah he 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 got shut down really hard and he left but you know he made his millions and bounced and you know he did he did what he did and that's all we can really say about that you know it was a different time youtube allowed that kind of stuff back then and you know if if that's how you're going to make your money that's how you're going to make your money personally i kind of see it as bottom feeding but is what it is um Mm -hmm. and ironically bottom feeding in that way will make you a lot of money Uh, not so much anymore so earlier this year leafy came back just popped back up out of fucking nowhere it's been years since anybody's groundhogged it dude yeah he just just showed back up um and it went unnoticed by me you know like i was i was very invested in what was going on back then because i was just starting youtube at the time and uh you know that was like the big deal and i had this i had this friend that was starting youtube at the same time as me and he 
uh, has switched his whole shit up to be like a drama YouTuber. That's a long story. Anyway, he stole a joke of mine and fucking sold it for a lot of money. But uh, <laughs> besides that, um, you know, I was I was just I was just interested in what was going on. I'm also a pretty big fan of H3H3, though. Uh, this this whole issue that's happening does kind of have something to do with H3H3 a little bit, which I, I find I, it's all very interesting. So yesterday, Tyler and I were doing the Super Saiyan 3 podcast and we started talking about this and I decided that I was going to research it for this episode of the podcast. Well, the you started podcast. talking about it and I was trying to fucking end the podcast. No, you brought up <laughs> Leafy being gone. That That is that is in the audio. You brought it up. I was the one who, who went into like figuring out what it was about. And so... What happened was I, dude, I sat through eleven leafy videos yesterday night after we got off, dude. I, I, I don't. Know. So there is a Twitch streamer called Pokemon, who a lot of people know about Pokemon. Uh, you know, she's had her own issues, and Leafy, after he came back, decided at one point that he was going to go after Pokemon, and. Honestly, more than Pokimane, he went after her fans, which honestly, I've watched the videos and they're really fucking funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Basically, the issue with Pokimane is that uh, her content sucks. She's very bland and she is very up. She's she's very intense about not being a booby streamer, right? Which. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being a booby streamer. Like, go out and make your stacks. But, like, that is her her thing. You know, she doesn't overly sexualize herself to the extreme like a booby streamer Which would. It's also totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, but to say that one is bad and to say that one is not bad is... Just people are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of, uh, what's the word? Um, what's that thing? Virtue signaling you know, or whatever, like trying to make yourself seem above that, you know? And ironically, most of her fans were what people consider simps, right? So it, it was a bunch of males who were really attracted to her that showered her with praise and affection and money because they were really attracted to her, right? And there, again, dude guys do whatever you want i don't care like i'm not gonna call you simp everybody else is but i'm not gonna you know it's whatever do what you want there's nothing wrong with having a fan base like that if that's how you make your money that's how you make your money and if you want to waste your money on you know giving this person who has millions of dollars more money then that is absolutely your fucking prerogative go for it but um the fact that all of her audience is simps and she's going so far out of her way to be above being a quote unquote booby streamer is just ironic, you know? And then she did something that was really bad, which basically anytime she found anybody saying anything negative about her, she copyright struck it. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So she, and she did it live on stream. So she was going Mm -hmm. through YouTube and wrongfully copyright striking people's videos left and right. And then like making fun of them and like harassing them on her streams. Yeah. That's pretty fucked. Yeah. So Leafy made these videos about her and, and making fun of her fans, especially her tier three subs. It's honestly like 
the problem with Leafy is that he is so vitriolic that he will attack somebody's looks and appearance and stuff like that. Like he called Pokimane ugly. Pokimane is not ugly. Okay. She is like, she is attractive. You know, she's classically attractive, right? She's just mm-hmm. a good looking girl. Do I think she's the hottest thing that ever walked the earth? Fuck no. Do I think she's ugly? Absolutely not. She's not, you know, but he called her, he called her ugly because he was being a dick, you know? Mm-hmm. And but his major thing was like, you know, to all her tier three subs out there, she has a boyfriend, you know, like she has a boyfriend, <laughs> she has a boyfriend. And uh, this spiraled over a couple of videos. And, you know, there's this other really funny thing where basically like she has this like fucking secret police on her discord that are like insta banning people that have you can't go into her discord and have your name be Leaf you will be insta banned dude she's got like the daily uh like. seriously seriously it's fucking crazy and it was tested like uh, like there was this whole thing going on behind the scenes where people were speed running how fast they could get banned from <laughs> pokemon <laughs> server the current world That's record amazing the current world record is 5.6 seconds wow to get banned from her servers so um yeah it became a big thing and then uh Pokemon. In contrast, people, we have one mod, and I don't even know why we have a mod. <laughs> I don't know either. It was for some reason. I think it was so uh, Cole could help out new people coming into the server. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, so all of a sudden, Pokemon takes a month vacation, right? Okay. And disappears. So, you know, Leafy's like laughing about this shit. And basically, you know, his whole point was that like, Pokemon just her content isn't that good and you're wasting your money on her and she has a boyfriend and she's using you know her looks to to take your money which that does not violate terms and conditions of YouTube his vitriolic commentary on top of it violates terms and conditions of YouTube so he was banned for harassment right Mm -hmm. and now he's gone the thing is, though, is that this opens up an interesting precedent because H3H3 recently did a set of videos on Keemstar, which very much attacked Keemstar as a person, right? So on YouTube right. well, now... actually, Leafy's videos were based off of uh, Ethan's. Yeah, yeah. Like the titles and everything. Yeah, oh yeah, they were, they were, he was totally So I assume the content too. Huh? Like the titles and, and, and the thumbnails and everything were based off of uh, the H3 videos. Yeah, of yeah. Of Keemstar. So I assume that the content was also at least somewhat similar. Oh, it, uh, like it it was so actually and and this is the thing is like a lot of the a lot of the videos that had pokemane in the title had nothing to do with pokemane. In fact, a lot of oh. it was Leafy talking about the stock markets what yeah so i guess when leafy left youtube he just started working in the stock market um okay and he's very well versed on stocks and trading and i actually yeah i was like listening to him i was like this motherfucker sounds smart dude like (laughs) you know he was talking about luck and like you know how he grew up around uh you know in northern utah around vegas and stuff and like you know how like how much luck plays into your life and shit and like talking about the, the percentages and the chances of luck and how like uh, like all this crazy stuff like crazy stuff like it, 
it wasn't bad. Like most of his content wasn't that bad. Like he was actually kind of trying to educate kids on stuff. Um, and like compared to what he was like before his content wasn't anywhere near as offensive as it used to be. I mean, he still said retard. He still said faggot, you know, like he was still saying like really like shitty things that shouldn't be said to an audience that probably isn't mature enough to be like, okay, that's, you know, he's just being edgy, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so there was that, but also you can't get banned from YouTube for saying things like that, especially not like, it's not like he called anybody the F word or like, you know, said anybody specifically you know was the r word or you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so h3h3 though has these videos where he's calling out keemstar and rightfully so like i don't think that h3h3 shouldn't be allowed to make those videos because i think keemstar is is a fucking piece of shit that's my own opinion though um and i fully agree with you though (laughs) yeah yeah and like you know i mean not that not that we're anywhere near that size but like don't go out and attack keemstar let me attack keemstar on twitter i'll do that all the time you don't have to do that i got you uh (laughs) it's like i'll hold down the fort don't worry guys (laughs) yeah i got artillery for days yeah and we're not on we're not on his fucking radar anyway but uh no we're not you know um like so these videos that are directly attacking Keemstar absolutely violate terms and conditions of YouTube. So the question is, is why are those videos allowed to stay and Leafy's not allowed to stay? And Keemstar attacks people all the time. That's his job, dude. That's the mm-hmm. news. So it's like, why is Keemstar allowed to stay? Like, why did Leafy get the boot? And also, Leafy was on trending every time he put a video out. And then YouTube would age gate his video which immediately takes it off of trending. And then he right. would bitch on Twitter and then YouTube was, would unage gate his video and he'd go back on trending and then it would get age gated again. So it's like, what is YouTube doing? You know, like I mean, what it's the same thing YouTube has always been doing, dude. Their, their entire system is completely arbitrary and we know this. We have known this for years. Yeah. If you think that YouTube has a set, like set guidelines or set rules for what isn't isn't okay you're fucking blind yeah it, it, it's it's not true and the biggest proof of that is that our fucking domestic video girl uh, our domestic <laughs> girlfriend video is demonetized and our rotsky doji video is monetized yeah one is the they hentai. both got hit and got reviewed manual reviews <laughs> yeah rotsky doji is a hentai and domestic girlfriend is a semi-erotic slice of life and domestic girlfriend is demonetized erotsu doji is remonetized and they both like, were literally literally, literally erotsu doji has scenes where we are we were censoring with uh isei's head from <laughs> from high school dxd because there was so much tits and penises and nudity and sex going on on screen there that video has to have a thousand dicks in it yep the video of a thousand dicks over a thousand laser tentacles are good (laughs) (laughs) monetized suitable for all advertisers oh my god get on there (laughs) youtube is youtube is broken as fuck it and, is. It absolutely is. Yeah. And and we are dealing with blowback right now from a video that we released two months ago that was in support of uh, BLM. And that is like it 
the second we put out that video, almost everything on the channel sliced in half. Yep. And it's, yeah, I actually, uh, I just wrote, uh, the Patreon pitch because I realized that we didn't have anything written for the Japan sync script and I I wanted to do it a little differently this time. So I wrote about what's been going on on the channel and essentially YouTube's own form of censorship being, Hey, that's political. That's controversial. That's not family friendly. Uh, we're going to cut your views in half for everything, for everything, for an unknown period of time until you learn your lesson. Maybe forever. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Enjoy. Enjoy know. building your 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 view velocity back up if you can. Yeah. It, it, if you want to go to our channel and look at the videos, go to Afro Samurai, look at the videos before Afro Samurai. Then look at the videos after, and you—it's it, a very, very obvious line where our channel is suddenly not in the good graces of YouTube, yep. and the views suddenly just get cut. Yep, and it's because of that video. We're like, you know, very, very positive or pretty fucking positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and it's why we push Patreon so hard because it's literally censorship. You never know. You never know when YouTube is gonna clap on you. Like, yep. And and the thing is, is that all of the videos after Afro Samurai, 99% like ratios. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's everything Our content was, didn't change. Yeah, nothing changed. Everything was well received. Everything was well received. Um, I it's mean, not like we didn't do like big hit. Like we we covered Avatar the last airbender for fuck's sake. And we did it well. Yeah. And it's huge. It's a fucking 30 something minute video mm-hmm. Uh, has 20,000 views. Like that's something that easily could have peaked over a hundred k. Oh, easily, but it, it could have gotten it, it could have gotten three hundred thousand over like you know two months or something like that. Especially with Avatar being back at the peak of popularity that it is right now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we came out with a pretty unique look at it, and it yeah, it's just you know, it's just what happens. Like we we deal with it, we've dealt with it before. We're, we'll continue to deal with it. And we'll figure it out hopefully. Uh, but there's always that there's always that slight you know, thing in the back of your head that's saying, you know, maybe YouTube, maybe YouTube canceled your fucking channel and you don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard to, and, I mean, it's again, it's just like we, we push Patreon for a lot of reasons. Like we push it so that we can be more in touch with our community so that our community has a hub, you know, to, to grow at. And so that, you know, we're not just faces behind a, behind a show that doesn't have any face cam, you know, not just a talking head. But the main reason that we started a Patreon was to not be reliant on YouTube. Yeah. And also, that's that's why. No matter what we do, we can always continue doing what we're doing, right? So say for some reason, YouTube's algorithm changes tomorrow and all of a sudden, all of our content isn't appropriate anymore and we get struck down and our channel disappears. Well, we can still upload to YouTube and put the put that content on patreon you know and that way everybody who's fucking paying us can watch our shit and youtube will never be any wiser you know it's uh it's it's youtube is it's changed and i think that's the big takeaway from all of this is that you know compared to when we started to where we are now it is it the atmosphere has drastically changed and we're lucky enough to have friends in the system, you know, with us, uh, that also have channels and everything, everything is different. And it's, 
difficult for everybody out there. And, and it's just like the whole point is to make things that make people happy or to, you know, interest people or to share ideas. And the whole platform has been taken over by vanilla Minecraft videos and like makeup artists, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's, it's become like the how to network slash, uh, you know, entertain your kids while the pandemic is going on. Like it's, it's just well, it, I, I, the, the best way I, I feel like I used to describe it is, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, YouTube was like the wild West. Anything that went, you know, it, it was a frontier that you could trailblaze your own content on. Yep. And whatever content that might be, you could probably find an audience for it if it was original and it was new and like you put the work in yeah. and that showed back in the day. And now it feels like you are in a walled city under the eyes of big brother. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is, there is a, there is a terroristic aspect to it. Right. Cause yeah. what lesson did we learn from our Afro samurai video? I mean, like I'm asking the audience to think for a second and you know, I assume you think, weren't just asking yeah. me <laughs> what, what, what does it tell us? as creators as as socially con uh, conscious individuals who feel for a group of people that are being targeted by uh, the government you know what does it what does it tell us when we speak out in defense in unity in with passion about something that's going on that is not right and not only does that video not do well when the video was touted by one of the creators of the show, right? Like the mm -hmm. one of the people who worked on Afro Samurai watched that video and left a comment telling us how good a job we did, right? What does it say to us when YouTube not only shadow bans that video, but then makes us suffer for over two months afterwards? for for standing up it tells us not to do that it tells us not only not to do that but that we're not allowed to do that and that if we do do that we will be punished if we didn't have patreon we would be out of a job right now we would be making less than 500 dollars a month right oh, yeah. now because of that video because we stood up and YouTube didn't like it. So, so it, and, and I mean the same thing with, uh, the same thing with one piece I wanted to do. I desperately wanted to do an excellent series on one piece. We put out a one piece video, fucking Toei immediately claimed it, uh, but left it up. So all Toei wanted was our money. Right. But when that no, happened, I don't think they were even getting the money from it. I think they blocked all ads on it. Is that what happened? I don't remember for sure. I thought they were just taking the money. They might have blocked all ads. I mean, if they blocked all ads, that's worse, right? Because basically what mm -hmm. Toei is doing is they're like, oh, we don't want to be seen as the bad guys, but we're still going to kill your video. Because when ads aren't running on your video, YouTube doesn't care about it because it's not making YouTube money, right? So YouTube will not share that video anywhere. The video will die. Uh, it, it will stop dead in its tracks. Uh, you, 
look at anybody talking about YouTube, they'll show you their their charts. And when a video gets hit, it literally fucking drops to the ground and flatlines forever. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, Toei basically told us if and, and we had re- repercussions after that. It took us another month to bounce back from that one piece video because mm-hmm. YouTube was like, oh, well, you violated copyright. So now you're in trouble. You're a bad person. You're a bad channel. We, you're a liability to us. We can't trust you anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, our shit was fucking fair use. We fought the company. The company backed down, gave us our video back. It's fully monetized again. Uh, but still, we're bad guys. Like it's, it's like, it, it's just, it's scary. It's scary. And we mm-hmm. haven't done another uh video on, uh. One piece sense because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a very similar thing happened with our Tokyo ghoul video, which is still uh, one of our best performing videos on the channel where we put up the Tokyo ghoul video and it was immediately taken down by uh, majestic or whatever the fuck it was. Marvelous. Marvelous. Yeah. And dude, I mean, it would be great to do another Tokyo ghoul video. That video is going to hit a million views and Mm -hmm. that video sucks. So it's yep. like it would be way better to make another, you know, Tokyo Ghoul video and, and ride on that. But I'm scared that Marvelous will try and take it down again. Yep. And if they try and take it down again and they do it in the way that Toei did, we're going to be in double trouble because we're we're still suffering from Afro we're still Samurai. trying to dig ourselves out of the hole. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's, you know, it's it's everything everything is a risk and right now like our patreon is is floating us uh but you know you also have to worry like you know if your videos aren't going to be seen you're not going to get any any new patrons you know it's it's just a it's a complicated mess and i think this this leafy situation uh whether he deserved it or not is is telling of the atmosphere of youtube right now you know and and i imagine that youtube is scared because they are constantly leaking money. Um, yep. And, you know, they don't want their advertisers to disappear. So it's it's a it's a difficult balance between them and the creators. And ultimately, unfortunately, it's their platform. And without us, they'd still be doing fine because they would get all of the Jimmy Kimmels and the, you know, I mean, the fucking music videos alone, dude. And like, that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? That's the that's the fucking thing. WAP. Right. You know, yep. everybody knows the wet ass pussy. Uh, that's monetized. That fucking music video is monetized, dude. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how that's monetized when domestic girlfriend isn't monetized. Like that yeah. is one of the I mean, raunchiest it, it, videos it, it, I've seen well, in a we long all time. Know. It's, it's not fair, dude. The laws don't apply because they're not laws. Yeah, they're just guidelines and YouTube only applies them to the people that they want to apply them to guidelines and whims. And that, I mean, I think that's what like goes to show you about H3 and leafy. And it's like, I don't think H3 should be attacked for that. Like good for him that he's in the good graces of fucking YouTube. Why is Keemstar in the good graces of YouTube? I don't know, (laughs) you know, but like (laughs) they can do that kind of shit. And leafy couldn't because leafy was not popular, uh, in the eyes of, of YouTube as a whole. So just, it just goes to show the system's fucking broken and you know we're just trying to we're just trying to do the best that we can make the things that make us happy and make you guys happy and i hope that you enjoy it
Some questions, comments. God um, damn, dude. Yeah. We're still going. That's, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I could go all day. I could go all fucking day. Well, I gotta do some fucking work soon, so let's do a couple comments. Okay. Well, uh, I, re- I I put it out to I put it out to Twitter today. You know, if anybody oh, was interested, um, asking, you know, if anybody wanted to leave a question or a comment, we got a couple. Uh, so let's start with Miss Fushi, my girl. Fushi is a streamer. You should check her out on Twitch. Miss Fushi Gaming uh, is her Twitter at Miss Fushi Gaming. She's an awesome person um, and has impeccable tastes in purses. But anyway, uh, she asks if we have ever seen an anime that messed us up. It's a little bit ambiguous, but what? Uh, how about you, Tyler? You ever seen an anime that messed you up? Yeah, I'd say so. I think the Future Diary messed me up a little bit. I don't know. If, I don't know Future Diary. Yeah, you should watch it. I think I've told you to watch it before, but it, it's uh, shit goes down to say the least. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta say more about it. What went messed you up? How did it mess uh, you up? I mean, I, I don't want to like spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. That's uh, fine. But it's <laughs> uh, the main female lead has some shit in her past. Like her parents would like keep her in a cage and shit. And Ooh. It, it, it's pretty messed up. Uh, yeah, the, the more you learn about it, I believe her name is Yuno, okay. uh, the more you're like, oh, fuck. You know, like, right, right. It's, it's, it's got some shit in it. Nice. Uh, for me, uh, Evangelion definitely messed me up a little bit. Yeah, Evangelion's a DC one, too. Yeah, that one, <laughs> uh, that one is just so depressing. Uh, and and strange and it has so much like judeo-christian imagery and uh this like again it's like an existential fucking nightmare you know uh that one was definitely it was just so much to chew on and so much to think about and so much to it was like what is the message here you know Mm -hmm. um and it's all it's all very vague and it just kind of leaves you feeling shitty um so i I would definitely say evangelion um and then besides that uh the ancient magus bride was a Mm. really tough watch for me um i watched that and i love it i love that fucking show the show is amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, but i watched that when Devin had just gotten sick right so um she she has a, a kidney disease that w- that that popped up out of fucking nowhere and it was a nightmare there was you know emergency room visits and trying to get it diagnosed trying to figure out what it was because when it first happened um you know her her blood pressure skyrocketed we didn't know if there was something wrong with her heart we didn't know if there was something wrong with her thyroid we didn't know what it could be so we were terrified that you know she was gonna like die at any point um so while she was in bed, like trying to relax, I was watching the ancient Magus bride. And it's just this story of this young girl who has, uh, uh, ironically kind of a condition that will like end her life, uh, young. And she has led just like such a sad existence up until the point where she is bought by this fucking, like, 
english fucking demon mage and uh Mm -hmm. she gets to kind of like learn to live and love again but it really dives into her backstory a lot and she was just like you know her mom killed herself and like there's all this stuff and it's just like emotionally like very fucking heavy dude uh ancient magus bride is beautiful every i think everybody should watch that anime for sure plus it has this great english you know fairy uh vibe going for it which is really cool so yeah ancient magus bride is that's definitely one that'll fuck you up good watch him fushi you and ant i want to see you guys take cry pictures together with me <laughs> it'll be great also tell Ant, dude i said hi um all right Stephanie Amber seven says, would you ever do a discussion on who is the best mentor from different anime series? I assume you mean a video. Um, Probably that sounds like something that Tyler would like to do. He's been talking about doing uh, more variety type videos uh, instead of just focusing on one anime. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like you haven't watched a lot of anime with mentors in it. Yeah. I've been trying to think of like a mentor. Like Gandalf keeps coming to mind, but he's not an anime, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's Master Roshi from Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um. There's Jiraiya Sensei from Naruto. Jiraiya is my favorite by far ever. Um. You know, even uh, there there's mentors in March comes in like a lion. Like, I, okay, I, actually, now, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, there's definitely some mentors that like I would be down to talk about that are like less old man mentor like for example madica magica has mommy who's an excellent mentor Mm -hmm. and then she fucking dies like that would be an interesting video yeah yeah Um, to like do a bunch of mentors yeah that could be interesting yeah i love that idea stephanie who's your who's your favorite mentor even even uh uh fucking all might uh is a is a really interesting mentor because he loses all of his power you know yeah wait who uh say it again all might all might yeah you think all might's like, a good mentor no, no no he's an interesting mentor oh, an because interesting he loses mentor. all of his power he has this whole you know power suck uh vacuum that happens to him essentially that's true and he becomes a better mentor when he's powerless than he ever was when he had his abilities that's true and uh genkai from yu yu Hakusho is a great man mm-hmm. i love genkai Oh uh, yeah, this is actually a really good idea, fucking Stephanie. Yeah. Thank you. Also, uh, and uh, Hunter Hunter has a ton of mentors in it too. Uh, like, uh, what's her name? Bixie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bisky. Bisky, that's yeah. it. Yeah, she's great. And uh, kite. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember their original. Then. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, the guy who always had his half shirt untucked. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah yeah that that's actually a really great video idea thank you uh stephanie amber also thank you for always replying to our tweets i see you. yeah i see you um so luca zanella says city hunter is ultimately a positive series with a happy ending what do you think happened to hojo to turn it so upside down at the start of angel heart and i would love to answer that question but i have not watched angel heart so i am not versed on that i am sorry but i do love city hunter and i love that you love city hunter so thank you for replying to us and hopefully next time we'll hit you up with an answer that we can actually answer with (laughs) (laughs) um john bentham 
says, is there any show that you watch that makes you feel really motivated to finish a task or accomplish a goal? Tyler. Yeah. Hit me um, with I'm an answer. Think of what? But, but I definitely know that there are shows like that. I feel like there's a lot of, uh, I feel like there's a lot of like shonens that are kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm, I'm just like looking through our, uh, our backlog right now to see if anything st- sticks out at me. Yeah. Is there any show that um, you watch that makes you feel really motivated to finish a task or accomplish a goal? That's a, that's a, for me, that's kind of a hard, a hard thing. It's like, I never really get, I don't know. I don't know if a show has ever really made me feel that way necessarily. Uh, maybe uh, podcasts, honestly, are usually more um, inspiring to me or documentaries are really inspiring to me a lot. Um, mm. Especially music documentaries. I remember watching this documentary on um, Lil Peep, which I never listened to Lil Peep. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm not really into a little peep saying about like drugs and stuff a lot. And I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. not into that unless it's like ironically post Malone or the weekend. I don't know why I like post Malone or the weekend, but I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Like sometimes pop just gets in your head. Um, but yeah, I watched this documentary on little peep and it was very inspiring. Um, and, uh, sad as well. Cause little peep is dead, but, uh, womp womp. yeah, don't do drugs kids don't do drugs in your butt um <laughs> he didn't die from doing as drugs. we've talked about before <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah um yeah documentaries definitely a lot of music documentaries um music is is really inspiring to me um that makes sense what about you tyler you got an answer yet um i think one of them that uh i liked a lot was assassination classroom i think that was a pretty motivational show really <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch it? Uh, was that the one with the chick with the one boob that has a circle on it? No. Okay, then no. Whatever you... No. It has Koro Sensei, who's like the giant octopus. With the smiley face? Yellow octopus. He's you got, know who I'm talking he's about? He's got like smiley face? Yeah, he's got a big ass smiley face with a globe head. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen that anime. Great anime, dude. You should watch it. Uh... But yeah, it, it's it, as somebody who uh, is really interested in teaching and, and really likes that aspect of our job and, and like, you know, showing people things that they don't know and, and giving information that show in particular and the, the way that Koro Sensei is dedicated to his teaching and his students really motivates me to kind of do something similar for our viewers. Nice. Fuck yeah. I just I was just reminded of Kakeguri, which also that show has a uh, uh, a bunch of people who just suck at what they're trying to do, and just watching them just get better through proper teaching is like it gives me it gives me the warm heart wiggles. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know what? Uh, ironically, got me motivated to uh, hmm. fucking like you know be better in my relationship was this uh hmm. not that i'm bad in my relationship but just like communication wise and stuff was this fucking show called married at first sight <laughs> <laughs> that devin got me like hooked on it's on netflix it's fucking trash don't watch it but yeah that show uh oh 
The show got me uh, all hyped that, up. That sounds awful, first of all. It is. It's terrible. Uh, it's a terrible show. Don't watch that shit. Uh, second of all, we already talked about this earlier, but fucking Mob Psycho, dude, is a great motivational show for, like, bettering yourself and stuff. Like, yeah, that's true. Watching Mob have this crazy power, but go through the difficulties that fucking everybody goes through and, and overcome them just through hard work and effort. Yeah. That's good shit. It's good shit. Uh, so Cole wants to know when is Devin and Blue going to hijack the podcast for an episode? Probably never. <laughs> yeah, probably never. <laughs> I don't know about Amy, but I know that Devin would. Uh, I I never see that happening. Yeah, Devin would be stressed out trying to come up with things to talk about. Uh, for sure, she'd probably start talking about murderers because the main podcast that she listens to is uh, uh morbid and crime junkie. Oh my god, they could actually do a podcast together just fine. Oh my god. <laughs> well, the Bonsai podcast, though. <laughs> like, it's Maybe into not that, but like, Bonsai like my girlfriend knows cast. all sorts of, like, she knows all sorts of shit about murders. Yeah. Um, Omni Penguin Mecha wants to know what our favorite sci fi series is. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is Star Wars. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, okay, movie-wise, Star Wars. But if if we're talking about like TV series, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Star Trek: The Next Generation is really good. Yeah, it is. That one is really good. I also like fucking Picard, uh, dude. What's the Star Trek with uh, where they get sent out into like the ass end of the galaxy, um, and the main character is the chick who plays red and orange is the new black. Uh, I'm going to have to check this out. Star Trek. It's people are screaming at me right now. I can, I can hear it. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's not honestly. enterprise. It's uh Voyager might be Voyager 1995 to 2001. Yeah, it's Voyager. It's not deep Sp- or was it deep space nine? Deep Space Nine, the main character is a large black guy. Okay, it was Voyager then. So yeah, it was Voyager. <laughs> Voyager was fucking good. I liked Voyager a lot. Cisco is uh, Deep Space Nine's main guy. Yeah, I like Voyager. Uh, if we're talking anime, um, man, dude, there's so much sci-fi anime out there. Uh, for for fuck's sake, I mean, t- Space Captain Harlock is awesome uh galaxy express 999 is awesome i mean we could we could go on and on i mean dragon ball Dude, z is, is fucking is trigun sci-fi? considered sci-fi because trigun is absolutely sci-fi there we go well trigun is like one of my favorites yeah trigun uh you know cowboy bebop is fucking sci-fi like that is a lot of shit to pick from um yeah there's a lot of good sci-fi out there I was gonna we ask, haven't even seen space dandy yet yeah i mean if i was gonna if i was gonna say my favorite sci-fi anime oh my god i mean ghost in the shell is fucking science fiction Ooh, ghost in the shell is really fiction. good fuck fucking overfiend 2 legend of the demon womb is science fiction <laughs> mecha hitler and his dildo machine like the list goes on and on and on that was a thing man oh my god and we're and we're like missing stuff like steins gate yeah uh fuck i mean that's that's a really hard question oh fuck even flip flappers might be considered sci-fi yeah i mean uh fucking i think even Dude, ne- next uh next year for uh uh Watch him who's at month. I can't think of what it's called. Like, uh, uh, like 
Pride Month. There, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, we should we should cover flip flappers. I have no idea what flip flappers is. You should watch it. It's great. All right. Uh, G Gundam is like sci-fi this. Too. Fucking all the Gundam dude is. Sci-fi. Yeah, I was gonna say all guns. Gurren Logan. Yep. Um, Promare. It's fucking dude. <laughs> Oh, uh, dude, Serial Experiments Lane. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. If you had to pick one, there's, there's too much, man. If you had to pick one, what would you what would you pick? Like off well, the Trigun. Trigun, Trigun would okay. be my would my, would be my pick. I might go with Space Captain Harlock, um, just because I really like that show, and I don't feel like enough people watch it. So maybe. Oh, that fucking reminds me. I'm so mad at fucking Mother's Basement. <sighs> <laughs> god it's not his fault dude it's the fucking i know it's not his fault but i'm mad at him anyway yeah uh we i mean do we want to talk about it just just to explain why i'm I'm not actually mad at jeff but jeff got to do a figurama uh collectors he got to do a figurama collectors sponsorship that we were promised a year ago yeah and on his newest Made in Abyss video. But that's not the part that I'm mad about. Totally fine that he got the sponsorship. The part that I'm mad about is that we, when we did a sponsorship with them a year ago or whatever it was, they sent us a Thor statue. Okay. Which is great. cool. Which is fine. To be fair, that is but, a dope ass Thor statue. But they sent him the fucking 20th anniversary Trigun statue. And it's dope. That I wanted so fucking bad yep oh it's like a 1500 hundred dollar statue and it's amazing yeah like it is a beautiful work of fucking art yep oh i'm that mad was anyway, to be we should our wrap this sponsorship. up it's been two hours it's supposed to be our sponsorship That's yeah, right. it's been it's been a good podcast it's been a it's been a consistent conversation um yeah <laughs> cole wants to know what our favorite board game is board game yeah i like stratego I've never played Stratego. What's uh, what's the what what is Stratego? Uh the basics are it's kind of like a checkerboard. Okay. Um and you have I don't remember exactly how many pieces, but like maybe 20 pieces each. All right. And uh each piece has a number on it. So it's really it's really easy to like make these like Star Wars themed or like different themed things based on, you know, whatever um franchise you're talking about but like basically you'll have a bunch of of different numbers going from like uh i think two to ten and you start moving your pieces and each side has a flag and you're trying to capture the the enemy's flag essentially and you can attack an enemy you can't see the numbers of, of the other team so you can attack an enemy and try to beat it and if your number is higher you beat it um but that would make tens invincible. So each side also has a spy that can beat the tens. But the spies can be beaten by everything else. And then there's bombs and stuff too. I'm lost. So it's all about <laughs> sacrificing the right things at the right times to figure out where the flag is, figuring out where the enemy's number 10 is, okay. uh, and then getting your uh, spy there without it getting killed. Like it, it's a very strategic game. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Hence the name. Stratego. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say right now Shogi, uh, probably, if that counts as a board game. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, Mousetrap is fun, as long as I don't have to set it up. Uh, oh. I also uh, like Sorry. And the other ones. Um, some of my other favorite games, if you haven't played any of the Forbidden series, highly recommend those games. 
I haven't um, checked them out. Shit, we didn't even they, talk about they, video they, games today. <laughs> yeah, there, there's three of them. There's Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, and Forbidden Sky. And they are all co-op board games. Okay. So you can play with two to, I think, six people on all of them. Mm. And it's all of you playing to beat the game. And it's hard. Like, I, I played uh, four-person desert, or, yeah, Forbidden Desert uh, a couple weeks ago. And we lost every single time we played. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, it's not easy, but they're very, very fun co-op games. I also really like Catan. Have you ever played Catan? Oh, yeah. Catan's really cool, too. Catan is endlessly fucking fun. As long as you have, like, a shit ton of people to play with. Mm -hmm. That's the the biggest problem with with Catan is finding enough people to play. But, yeah, dude. The board games are real. Now's a good time to get into board games. Go get yeah, it. it is. Go get a go get a shogi board. Practice shogi. Become a shogi champion. Uh, don't try to get a traditional one because they're like seven hundred bucks. Yikes! But you can find shogi boards on Amazon. It's all good. Everybody, I would like to thank you so much for listening to this week's bonsai podcast. We are bonsai pop, and before we go, just gotta give a shout out to. Our Super Saiyan God of the Week, it is Arxal. My dude, thank you so much for being a god, for being a Nitro Booster in the Discord, for being the top tier, the top boy, doing the thing. And our very lucky patron of the week is Schneecats09. My dude, thank you so much for being our patron. We appreciate it. And we think that you are an awesome, beautiful individual who deserves all the best in the world you're the greatest and if you would like a chance to be the super lucky patron uh all you gotta do is join the patreon dude we we pick randomly all the time it's good stuff and uh we will appreciate you just as much as we appreciate these fine individuals here i'm mike and i'm tyler tyler has some information for you guys it's important so tyler where can they find us on twitter it's at bonsai underscore pop. Where can they find us on the Instagram? The same thing at bonsai underscore pop. Where can they find us on the Twitches? It's twitch.tv slash bonsai pop. Bonsai underscore pop. Tyler. Oh, it's underscore there too? Yeah, it's underscore there too. You always ask me this. And I, I don't know. I tell I you know every time. always asking me. <laughs> Tyler, where can they send us a Gmail? <laughs> Uh, at bonsaipopteam at gmail.com. That's right. Tyler, where can they find us on the YouTube? Because we haven't been saying that. Have we not been? No. <laughs> wow. Good job, us. It's uh, at youtube.com slash bonsaipop. Yeah. YouTube.com slash bonsaipop. No underscore on that one. Check it out because you'll like what or you see. Or just search bonsaipop. That's right. Oh, yeah. I mean, search bonsaipop. All this fucking shit's going to come up. So... You can't get lost. You can't get lost. Anyway, everybody, I hope that you are well. I hope that you are having a great day. I hope that it's beautiful. I hope that your bowel movements are regular. And uh, have a good week. Bye, everybody. Bye.